This episode of Molly's Minutes is sponsored by Depop. Depop is the fashion marketplace app where creators come to buy, sell, and discover the most unique items from around the world. Nowadays, we know that fashion is a major contributor to climate change, but that doesn't mean we all have to stop shopping. There are better options, including using Depop to discover secondhand and vintage fashion. Shop sustainably without the sacrifice by downloading Depop and searching for amazing fashion you'll love without the footprint. Download it for iOS and Android now or head to depop.com to get started. Hello! Hello, hello, hello! Guys, we are back. I don't know why I said that. But I'm here with Taz from Sustainable Fashion Dublin. Hello. How are you, Taz? I'm super. I'm high on life. We are both in such a weird mood. Just a lot of caffeine. Yeah. A lot of caffeine and excitement. Did I do this to you? Um, I think like... When we met in Hatch, and, and like I told myself, what when I arrived in Hatch, I sat outside first, and I was like, don't get a coffee, you had one literally 13 minutes ago. I was like, don't get one, don't get one, don't get one. And I was sitting outside, I was like, fuck it, I'm getting one. And I, as I was walking the door, I was like, don't get a coffee, don't get a coffee. And as I opened my mouth, I was like, get a decaf, do you get a decaf? And I was like, that white please. So I'm just caffeinated. You know? I have such a weird anxiety around ordering decaf, even though I should all the time because yeah. I'm like I don't want you to think I don't like coffee I know I, I like know. get all like sensitive about it I'm like but I like coffee and like I'm not normally someone who orders decaf but like don't judge yeah, me don't, I, know. Yeah. I don't know if I've actually ever ordered a decaf but maybe that's something that I should start doing I feel like I could do with that see know? the past after all together now I didn't have a, why is this podcast now about this but anyway I'm gonna keep going <laughs> The past, after all together now I didn't have any de- uh, caffeine for like four days <laughs> It's like a long time That's for a me. long time. And uh, then since like today and yesterday I've had like four coffees and I am sweating. Like a day? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. intense. Yeah, I, but accidentally when you're like, oh, that was number four. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> the Coffee Chronicles. <laughs> Thank you for that coming. That was some great A content right there. <laughs> If you like did that 15 second skip there, I do not blame you. So then they always say that like you're supposed to like grasp the listener in like the first like five seconds. We've surely done that. Fully <laughs> said like stoners. Oh, well, I feel like anyone who listens to my podcast is used to this kind of shit. They're just like, what are you talking about? But at the same time, everyone who listens to my podcast, I feel like the number one feedback I've gotten is that like as I found sustainable fashion anyone who was like listening to me did as well so we kind of like grown with people in that respect which especially like working in the thrift shop because like people are obviously there trying to shop sustainably so mm. they're like oh I actually follow you or I might follow them and it's like oh we've like done this together and it's nice and um, so obviously you co-run sustainable fashion Dublin I do so tell us a little bit about that so sustainable fashion Dublin is a it's like an events collective that I set up with Geraldine Carton um, to kind of try to make sustainable fashion like accessible to all. So we wanted to show people that, like kind of, we started it back in December when like obviously like sustainable fashion now is everywhere. But back back even as like as a short few months ago as December, there wasn't really, we, we found like there wasn't really very many ways for people to engage in sustainable mm. fashion. Like people wanted to be, become more sustainable with their clothing. Um, but maybe just didn't really know how. So Geraldine and I, we started a charity shop crawl. That was the first event we ran and then just started doing uh, swap shops and talks and upstyling workshops. So yeah, it's, it's basically a collective where we run sustainably charged events. It's amazing. And so 
what, with you personally, mm-hmm. how did you come to the point where you're actually starting a whole thing around sustainable fashion as a particular field? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how did it get to that point? Um, like it was, I totally fell into it to be honest. Well, kind of like I've always had an interest in it, but I didn't. Mm. I wasn't like I want to work in the realm of sustainable fashion mm. or sustainability. Um, I've always adored like charity shopping and secondhand and doing up my own clothes and stuff, and. I, I think it, it probably was through like through information and education when I started learning about the climate crisis that we're in at the moment and how bad it is and kind of understanding what we can do and clothing is something that it, that's very doable like the way that you buy and ultimately dispose of your clothing is a very very accessible way that you mm. can be more eco-conscious so I kind of think like that's how I how I got into the clothing end of things I was like I love Charity shopping. I always have like mm. doing up my own clothes. Um, but this is if I go hell for leather on this, like this is like a really good thing for the environment. Um, so I I don't really I don't like I don't really know if there was a catalyst or like a, a, a turning point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I want to run a little clothing swap shop. I put it up on my Instagram story like in November. Like I just want like ten people or something. And Geraldine wrote back to me and she asked her for a pint. She's like, I'd love to get involved in this. And like. If you you know Geraldine, I don't mm. know if any of your listeners do, but like she's like the most enthusiastic human being I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Literally the, the most. most enthusiastic. And when she um when she sent me that message on Instagram, I was a bit like, oh my god, this girl is so full on. I'm like, am oh, I arsed? I know, so bad. And like I almost we've canceled. all had that those the things though that were like, you know what I mean? Like with I have friends that I've met through my podcast who at the start I was like, you can't be this positive. This is actually like annoying. And now I'm like, it's so infectious. Yeah. I'm like, I want to do everything. Yeah, with you. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we just met up and decided to do the charity shop crawl. And like it just, it was just born from then. It's mad. Like that was like in December. And mad. now it's on like today, like we're, like it's so ridiculous, but like we're gaining about 100 followers a week. Like it's just crazy. It's mad seeing your growth because for like it sounds really weird and it sounds uh really like comparative but a lot of Instagram pages these days get their followers get their likes get their like engagement from brands yeah yeah yeah. so if you're being like a lot of people talk about people say like hopping on a sustainable bag or something like that but if you say I only shop sustainably you cut yourself off from any of that business or any of that growth that other people get from fast fashion from huge corporate Mm. giants yeah so like seeing the way how fast you guys have grown and like how committed like people are to going to your swap shops again and again and again and the kind of community well that's the thing like like the opposite I think of like that kind of like brand-led engagement like you're saying like Mm. from like fast fashion outlets or whatever is like organic growth and Mm. it's just been the most organic growth and the the reason that it's so organic is because it's a community like there's Mm. there's people who are you know like people will meet at at our swap shop and then like, you know, we'll put up a post and somebody will tag that person that they met and they're like, are you going to go to this one? Which is just incredible. Like that's Mm. the thing that we love the most is that it's crazy that it's just an Instagram page, but it is a community. It's not like, it's it's not like a, I don't know, it's kind of different than a normal Instagram page because it's almost like a Facebook group kind of, you know, it's like, it's a lot more, I know we put up all the content, but most of it it's kind of within the comments and you know mm. people connecting kind of that way like I want met one of my friends there Orla and it's weird like I, I met her at the one that um I spoke at and then I met her at the other one I went to and we like I, I know this sounds weird but we were both saying when you go to one of those things you just know everyone's going to be a certain level of like niceness <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you obviously care enough to 
a lot of people are going by themselves. Yeah. And you obviously care enough to be there about the planet and you just know you have similar interests yeah. as like an immediate talking completely, point. Completely. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like one of the best places to meet people in Dublin, honestly, if you're into fashion or if you're into sustainability. Like I cannot like hail it enough. Honestly, like it's like I'd say eighty five percent of people come alone. Mm. Truly to every event that we do and everybody like people get into little groups and chit chat like you said like people have something in common from the get-go like it's a really lovely community feel every time like it's mm. not like even you know the starting point will the, the kickoff time would be 12 o'clock but we might not do the swap until one and in that hour it's not just people sitting down and waiting for the event to start it's always like chit chats and kind of we encourage people to to chat and to mm. kind of get to know each other and to introduce yourself to each other so definitely like we really really do want to emphasize that if you're you know if you're at a loss and want to make friends like so many people our age do like when you leave college when you leave education how how the fuck do you make friends it's, like, it's so it's hard I, spe- I feel like especially in Ireland because I don't know we're we're la- less likely than other countries to like go up to a group and be like I like your shoes can yeah. I talk people are really like you're a freak go yeah, away yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean absolutely um, but I feel like we, we were talking about this before is that if you're interested in the climate like please do be but you know what I mean if you're if you're eco-conscious, if you are, like, sustainably living as best you can, mm. sometimes it can be hard to bring it up with, like, your original friends or your family, you know, to be like, oh, let's let's meet up and swap clothes or, yeah. like, let's meet up and talk about this kind of issue. Because yeah. obviously we all know, and probably a lot of people listening to this have experienced people being like, oh, Jesus, like, such a Debbie Downer or... I don't know, I've heard, I literally heard it all. You know, like, can we not talk about that now? Completely, completely. How do you deal with that? I'm asking for genuine advice because literally last week I was watching a video of an otter eating a golf ball, sobbing my it's, eyes out. It's so, like, it's, it's, oh, like, it's something that is becoming more and more of an issue in my life is, like, climate anxiety without a shadow of a doubt. And, like, sometimes I, like, I wish I could turn it off, like, you know? Like, sometimes I wish that I could go into H&M and I could buy a white T-shirt. Like, sometimes I fucking wish that I... I walk inside the door and I'm ready to, like, spontaneously combust. Do you know what I mean? Literally. Sometimes, like, sometimes I wish I didn't know as much as I know about climate change and stuff because it is, like, knowledge is power, but, like, this knowledge is depressing. It's Mm. really depressing. But, like you said, like, going to kind of, like, events, so say, like, our events... There's obviously like a a depressing element to it because the reason that we're all there and we're all engaging in this is because we're in this, this crisis. But it's also encouraging because you meet people who number one care. So I think so much about so much about climate anxiety is like say if I'm harping on to my mom or my boyfriend, he's like, please just not now. That's like makes it doubly as bad because I'm like, see, you don't even care. Yeah. Nobody cares. And yeah. like that makes me feel even worse. I you feel know? like I do walk around with this like. <laughs> People are kind of probably going to be like, are you okay? But I feel like I do generally walk around with this underlying seething resentment when like being shot down for talking about something that's like ever present and is like a ticking time bomb in my brain. Yeah. Like, I feel like people think I'm crazy, but then I'm like, but it's not on the news that the UN just published that report that of impending doom. Like what? Like can we not just talk about that? Because that's I really know. important. Surely I there's know. nothing more important in the world. And people are like, 
oh we're having a drink I'm like oh. I know it's like it is like it is about finding the balance it's yeah. like and I have, an, I have no idea where that balance is no. at all because like sometimes like even I was in Paris two weeks ago and Geraldine and I went out with my boyfriend Marcus the three of us went in the piss we were having such a good night and like something just clicked in my mind where like I remembered something or like it was it was like 43 degrees the next day in Paris and that just registered that to me and like we were having a great time and then I just like switched and I was like nobody cares and like it like, yeah I, I remember, like, we, we needed to get a taxi home that night. And I was like, fuck, I'm not going to taxi. We're walking an hour. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I wish, I wish I could switch it uh, off. Like, do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. sometimes it just, you just, it gets into your head no, and you can sometimes can't. I wish I genuinely never, ever watched any documentary, found any sort of person, found you guys on it. Like, literally, sometimes I'm like, I wish I was still going to Zico Monday so my pretty little pink dress. <laughs> I'm minding my own I know, I know. People are probably listening to this like, what? I know, I know. But like, it's true that like, like, we wouldn't change if if it wasn't depressing, you know? Yeah. And it's through that that I've, I've actually found my personal style. Completely. Through sustainable fashion. 100%. Do you have that same experience? 100%. Like we were talking about, because we did an event together on like, finding your sustainable style. Um, Like when you go into a high street shop or when you're like you look at a magazine and you see you know like this is what's on trend this this month or mm. you look you go into somewhere like Topshop uh, or wherever it may be and like you look at the whole out a whole outfit on a mannequin you can buy that whole outfit and know that you're A1 ready to go you mm. know same with a magazine you can like open a magazine but like right those you know green trousers are in or like that whatever the hell is in and you get that and you're ready to go where like when you're being sustainable with your clothing it's not readily available to you so you actually you have to look beyond what's in style or what's kind of what's hot right now and like Mm. what what actually do you want to wear because you have to find the stuff you have to think you have to think yeah that's the key thing is that like a lot of say a lot of my friends who would like wear less colors than me or you know they, they just they work in a bank or something like that and they're like yeah but how do I find my person I'm like you have to when you go into a charity shop you can't think I'm in a charity shop let's look for the best possible thing that's here you just have to have an imagination and also this is something that I'd love to talk to you about is that a lot of people when they say oh sustainable fashion is expensive or like how do I find it our parents didn't shop four times a week yeah oh like sustainable fashion I completely understand that like sustainable fashion can can be seen as this elitist thing. Mm. I completely understand so that I. a single mother of five needs pennies to buy school uniforms yeah. or else those kids aren't going to be. Like I, I understand. Yeah. And I know like me and you, like, you know, like privileged white girls here talking about like how, how we all need to be in sustainable fashion. I, I completely empathize and understand mm. that sometimes sustainability isn't accessible to everyone. But for the most part, sustainable fashion like it's not about going out and buying organic cotton jeans that are 300 quid yeah. it's about going to a charity shop it's about mending what you already have it's about swapping it's about saving up money and investing but like swapping clothes and charity shopping are two of the the, the two cheapest ways you yeah. can you can build and looking on your after what you own yeah, and valuing what you own value what you what you own like learn the basics in sewing yeah learn how to mend learn how to put patches back on learn how to sew buttons back on yeah and like you were saying with charity shopping it's like you have to when you go into a charity shop you can't go in with something in mind mm. that's what people have grown accustomed to going into a shop and leaving with three amazing items yeah. and that's just not the way it is like that's it's not it's not that's 
it's not normal. Like much like where we should be eating seasonally, the way it's not really normal to go into a supermarket and be able to buy a mango in December. Mm. Like that's not really normal. That's not yeah. right. It's equally not right that we should have all this clothing readily available to us. Like a t-shirt shouldn't be five euro. Mm. Like that cotton has to be grown has to be sprayed with pesticides, fertilizers, has to be harvested, has to be wound into thread, has to be made into a t-shirt, has to pay the workers, has to be transported to Ireland. And it's a fiver. Like, that's not normal. What's normal is having to to search for your clothing more, like be more mindful for it. Go into a charity shop and maybe only buy something every fourth or fifth time you go to a charity shop, mm. you know? It's like we've just become so accustomed to everything being readily available to us that sustainable fashion is just clothing that's not readily, readily handed to you on a silver platter. You have to work for it a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. And even, like, there's some days that I go into even the thrift shop or any charity shop and I will get so much stuff mm. and so much stuff that I'm like, I am like, oh, I've been looking for something like that for ages. Yeah. And then I won't get anything for months because I'm like, don't like that, don't like that. And then you realise the addiction. Well, this was at like more the start, but even still now, like we all like that little dopamine hit, even getting a coffee or like buying anything that isn't like your car tax is like, does give you a little rush. Maybe your car tax gives you a little rush. Who knows? (laughs) But like... A lot of that, oh, it's it it's too expensive, can be that we just have to get used to shopping less. Definitely. Definitely. 100%. Like, even, you know, the saving up and investing, that's just, like, why would somebody save up and spend 150 quid on a pair of real Doc Martens when they can go into pennies and get ones that are fairly similar for a fiver? You know, like initially you're like obviously the Doc Martens are going to last longer mm. they're a better investment but like I want the shoes now and they're only a fiver here obviously I'm going to buy them in pennies yeah absolutely absolutely like, and, like, and that's, it goes back to what I'm saying like I don't blame that mindset but like that's just like that's consumerism at its at its purest form it's just trying to get you to buy now and just not think about the consequences not think about in five days time not think about in five years time not think about the planet that's going to be left mm. to our children it's just like buy now and buy more what I always find is insane is that this whole thing is so new yeah that like the reason maybe people are so hooked is because our parents at some point when pennies opened or well it depends how old your parents are my parents <laughs> or you know when H&M came to Ireland or something like that they were like this is fantastic yeah, yeah. They, my mum used to make all her clothes and the fact that she could go in and like she went to NCAD she was very like she was like kind of a punk like the fact that she could go into somewhere and like find bits even just to like redo or like way more readily available and at that time they didn't they knew what was going on but I feel like the novelty was so fresh and then I feel like we're maybe the first, like, as a generation, obviously there was people asking questions the whole way through, but as a generation, Completely. where now, like, H&M and we're, I shouldn't we're, be naming like, all these we're companies, We're a generation of, of, def- of questioning. And yeah. Like, it's, the, it's identical, it's the same thing as, like, plastic. So mm. when plastic was invented, what, say, like, 100 years ago, I'm not, not, not sure when it was invented, I but think, say, yeah. say it was 100 years ago, it's like, we've invented scientists that, like, We've invented this thing, this material, this man-made material that can be so versatile. We can use it to, you know, to to carry bags, to carry fruit. We can use it to to aid, like, in army and wars and stuff. We can use it to prefer, pre- preserve things. Like, when plastic was invented, of course, it was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Much like when pennies came here, it's like, mm. shit, this is amazing. But it's just over time that we're realising that, like, 
convenience mm. is just it's, it's it's not worth it essentially and we're yeah. questioning it where yeah. it wasn't questioned like it, where all of this is eventually going to end up just wasn't questioned yeah. when it was invented it's weird like sometimes I say to my mom like sometimes I'm like I genuinely feel a sense of being like hard done by by this and this sounds like so intense but it's just something that I naturally feel and then I'm like no because like hard done by by previous generations completely and I'm like, why didn't you ask questions about this? Yeah. Why didn't you? It just seems mad to me. But then I'm like, well, I grew up in this like system of like extreme capitalism and our generate maybe had to get to a certain point where our generation was like, no, because it, it is mad to see these huge brands now having like that because they're never doing it for the good of like the people or the earth having to say oh we're doing this sustainable line but that is like pennies bringing out a a line of organic cotton jeans like to me obviously you know it's greenwashing 101 but to me Mm. I'm like shit they're feeling the heat no it's a good sign it's a good sign but like Pennies and fast fashion houses are never going to be sustainable because it's just the quantity of clothing that they're putting out. It's, it's like the, the reason they exist. They they're, can't. It's like they're encouraging consumerism. Like th- that's all that they're doing. They're encouraging more and more and more. It's mm. like, you know, no no line of organic cotton jeans is going to sort out how much clothing is on the planet right yeah. now. And it's mad because a lot of the I'm noticing a lot of the new sustainable lines um are just organic cotton. But I'm like wait I don't think you've gotten the bit about being ethical or like where was this made how was this made who like who was this made by or how many how how what's the quantity in which you're making yeah like I, I, or as well I, I I think I saw um you know that girl Grace Fit who has that brand Tala that's um sustainable I think she was saying on her uh, like YouTube once that it's like you can say something's like organic cotton or upcycled, but you don't have to say the percentage of which Completely. it is. Yeah, like it's it's all a bit dubious to be honest. And that's we do. Geraldine and I do a lot of talks in like secondary schools and mm. stuff. And for 15, 16 year olds, we're like the the thing that you need to start getting educated on is greenwashing because mm. our like now brands want to be sustainable. It's like they have to be sustainable because people are 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 copping on. But like that, it's like you like in the next five years everything's going to be sustainable so you need to start questioning it like even I was in Tesco's the other day and they have like um washing detergent or uh, they have a couple of things and they're like call like their new eco line or something mm. and the only it, it's called eco line like it's literally on the front of it it's like eco line massive yeah. and the only thing that's like that's eco about it is that the bottle is recyclable you know it's like anybody if somebody if, if somebody didn't know that much about sustainability and just was trying to make a difference and they saw two side by side to be like oh great I'll get this one it's mm. it's it's the eco line but it's not it's just then making a tiny difference to be able to try to look like they're being more eco mm. and it's actually scary because then like like I saw the ad the other day for this uh, supermarket and they're like it's like these two women swimming in the sea and they're like it's amazing there's no plastic in the sea and then they talk about this supermarket and they're like oh they now have compostable bags I'm like it is so scary that these huge like giants are using plastic in the sea as their fucking marketing yeah, campaign. Completely. I was like, my boyfriend was like, please, can we just watch Love Island in peace? I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah, god, yeah, yeah. I'm actually gonna cry. Know, like this is so wrong. I know, it's I know. absolutely mad to me. But like, I want to ask you a question leading on from that. But we're gonna run out of time. We're just gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back, guys. I don't know if you could even see that. Okay, so but I want to pose the question. What? Because this is I get this a lot, and it's 
actually quite hard to answer, like you know inherently, but why is greenwashing bad? First of all, what is greenwashing? So greenwashing is brands coming forward and saying they're sustainable if uh, maybe their practices aren't as sustainable as they're saying. They're just wanting to look more sustainable. Mm. So greenwashing, an example is like Penny's bringing out that, that line of organic cotton jeans. Um, that's like greenwashing is that one tiny little line that they're trying to, trying to divert everyone's attention to this one good thing that they're, they're doing rather than implement actual change. Mm. So that's what greenwashing is essentially. It's it's trying to, it's brands trying to look like they're they're being sustainable when maybe they're not. Yeah. I actually have a podcast that will probably come out just before this um, and the girl is talking about cultured branding. So um, say like if someone did an ad campaign that was going to like, solve race issues but then they get their products made in a country by predominantly like people of color in like bad working conditions like that kind of weird like juxtaposition I always find that with um a lot of sustainable brands like not sustainable brands sustainable lines in like big fast fashion houses the style is always like this boho chic white woman on a beach and I'm like Oh, like no. Have how did this pass through a boardroom? Completely. It was obviously all like yeah. a certain type of white man that was Completely. in this boardroom. Like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. they're like oh, it's the person that goes to Coachella that is going it's, to buy yeah, these it's, clothes. It's people, it's 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 like decaf oat milk flat white <laughs> and yoga pants. Like these are these are who we need to be targeting. Yeah. <laughs> but why is it bad? Why is greenwashing bad? Because like greenwashing is, it's like it's it's just because it's trying to it's it's trying to pull people in and like make them believe that something is something that it's not that's yeah like, I, that's no no, that, badly, no, but, like, no that makes what sense. I would say like the opposite of it is it's like how a brand can actually make a difference like greenwashing is trying to convince somebody like that maybe isn't that knowledgeable about sustainability um that they are doing something good so it's it's, it's cruel like it's yeah. it's mean for I don't know like like, no, I understand what you're know, saying. It's, like, it's 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 like pulling the wool over people's it's eyes. Mean. Yeah. No, I get what you mean. So no, it's, it's like pulling, it's pulling the wool over people's eyes. Who it's maybe ripping people don't off. Don't know that much. People it's who are people trying off. to be ethical, people who are trying to be sustainable and do their bit. Or even and, even worse, I think it's people who like aren't sustainable and aren't ethical and they think that they're doing something good. They're like, do you know what? I'm going to get this eco line this time around because yeah. I want to try to engage in sustainability more. Like it's, yeah. it's the person who who wants to make a difference and wants to engage in it and they see this eco line. They're like, oh, this is like this yeah. is something that I can do to engage in sustainability where like that's, that's it's yeah. not actually, it's yeah. not actually sustainable. So like what the opposite of greenwashing, I would say is like transparency. Yeah. So I don't, we don't want brands to bring out sustainable lines. We want them to be completely transparent. Mm. Like, be transparent with all your lines. Mm. That's that's step one. Yeah. So guys, if you probably all know this, but if you don't, there's like a huge campaign around every sort of sustainable fashion group is that people want uh, companies to reveal their lines of production from like growing whatever material or producing every material right up until selling. Um, so a lot of sustainable brands, they'll just show like, there's a thing called shadow factories which I don't really understand but like I didn't look it up and you it's like something that you can understand but you can't like regurgitate for me anyway but also like they might just say say organic cotton so that's just one stage of the production yeah or um like our factory is like whatever they they meets all these guidelines but it's like say the end factory of that whole line of production or or something like that so 
the reason it can be confusing for people and it was definitely confusing for me at the start I'd be like but on their website in their FAQs they say that like everything that they do is like completely up to standard and meets all these special qualifications but that's probably only like one step of a whole process completely it's like if a brand is being sustainable they're gonna they are gonna let you know every line of production you know because if that's the why wouldn't they why that's wouldn't the they? biggest marketing completely, tool ever completely like if if you if a brand is is very open about where their factories are, where their cotton is being grown, how it's being transported to Ireland slash the developing world where it's going to be sold. If they are showing you every single stage, that's a thumbs up. If there's a brand that's covering up some of those sections, like, you know, the organic cotton jeans, it's like, only look at the organic cotton. Mm. Let's not talk about the workers' rights. Let's not talk about the transport. Let's not talk about anything else at this whole line of production. Let's just divert all our attention to this one little section that we're doing right. It's Mm. like, you just have just transparency. We need to see the complete line from when it's a plant to when it gets to the shelves. Mm. That's sustainability. That's a sustainable line. It's not one little kind of section of that chain yeah. being more eco-conscious. Yeah. What would you say is for you, like what was the most so far, like the most kind of shocking like fact statistic or just like fact of the industry that you've learned about? I know there's so many. But like, do you, is there any that like when you're working hard on this and it's late and you're like, but I'm going to do it because of this. Do you get me? Yeah. Like there's so many, like, I think, I think with this kind of thing, it's sad, but like people actually need to see it with their own eyes to mm. believe it sometimes. So I think like the documentaries are really, really shocking. Mm. I think everybody should watch like River Blue, True Cost, even like, you know, the New York Times, loads of, loads of, there's loads of kind of like short ones on YouTube that mm. are like, you know, just co- like showing the fast fashion industry but in River Blue um, one of the most shocking scenes I've ever seen was um, the Citrum River um, I think it's in I think it's somewhere in India but the farmers in the surrounding areas kind of guess what colour is going to be in season next like what, what, what colour is going to be in on trend next season by the colour of the Citrum River and they showed a shot of the river and it looked like there was like viscousy ink like blue ink like you know like in your pen how thick Mm. that ink is the river looked like it was a massive river of that ink and like when I saw that and I saw communities all around that river that use that water to drink Mm. to wash to bathe to cook and we are dying that river so that we can have cheap clothing like that's just baffling to me and when I actually saw it and thought like these people need this water to survive and we we are claiming it and saying that we need it more, but for fast fashion. Like mm. we we have a, a more right to that for clothing than they do to actually live off the river as an amenity. It's just yeah. like when I saw that, that was like one of the most shocking things. Yeah, that's, that's what I, because sometimes say, like I've had a few experiences where like I'm out or I don't know, and diff- or like a lot of my friends have as well that are like sustainable minded, particularly when it comes to fashion where they're like, oh, is it like sustainable or something like that? You get a comment like that. And at that moment, you almost want to slag yourself and be like, oh, yeah, no, I know I'm ridiculous. But then it's like that constant thing of like apologizing for yourself for caring, which is like it's I think it's kind of Irish, but it's also like a symptom of the times we live in that like it's like black or white. It's like you you either are completely sustainable in the way you think like obviously no one's 100% sustainable but like you try all you can or like you turn a blind eye which like I've been 50-50 for like like my life like now I'm like the other way but I have been in the other place and that would be I think the like people aspect obviously but like 
it just really hits home when you watch the documentaries rather than like reading to statistics because statistics about like the environment about pollution about plastics in the oceans they hit home but when you're watching those documentaries that's like literally I like will get like a flashback of something like that when someone says something like that to me I'm like that's actually not funny like it's actually not sorry yeah and, like, I, I I, and I'm t- I've turned into that bitch but I'm like I actually don't find that funny because there is actually real that that's a real person but you obviously just don't care because but they're it, in a developing just, country it, it completely and like that's the thing like even like with the plastic in the rivers are like you know uh, every second the equivalent of one garbage truck massive big like bin lorry of clothing gets dumped into the river seas or is incinerated mm. every single second or every minute sorry uh, so like that like is a shocking statistic but it's kind of impersonal mm. but like when you think that like the Ranapat Plaza collapse in Bangladesh like over how many people died over 1,000 over 1,000 people died so that we can get cheap clothing like this isn't a factory where you know we are trying to make medicine readily available to the Mm. first world or even even you know even something like even even like making things that the developing world needs like Mm. the things that come from the developing world like this is clothing like this is just so that we can have clothing readily available mm. there are actual people dying yeah like that's just it's just like so we can get cheap clothing yeah and and what then this leads into for me is brands pushing um like a feminist uh international women's day thing mm-hmm. on their mm-hmm. social medias on as they're like as like almost as their whole brand being like we are for women whatever and you're like wh- who are your clothes made by like yeah, please completely. tell me completely no it's it's like that's that's exactly it and that's why that's why transparency is so important mm. i feel like any brand it's like you know it's it's not rocket science here like just try to be more transparent and if you're being more transparent then you're going to have to be more ethical and eco-conscious with every single line of production but mm. like if an if a brand aims to be like transparent in ten years time, not that all their materials oh, come from two seconds, guys. Sorry, lads, <laughs> my camera as per usual. Keep going, go um, for that rant. <laughs> so say like even like Zara coming forward and saying, I think like by twenty twenty, all of their clothing are going to be made from sustainable sources. It's like just be by twenty twenty, we're going to be transparent with every line of production. Yeah, that's that like that's what they should be aiming towards, not not like the one section. Do yeah. Know? Do you think it's possible to have cheap clothing like we do now and be sustainable do you think it's possible to walk down Grafton Street in 10 years time and every single lot every single part of production and like making of clothing is sustainable do you think that's possible or uh, do you think it needs the the like the industry itself is like the industry itself is fucked to yeah. be honest because like and like I know I have loads of friends who work in the fashion industry and I love the fashion industry I love like same, like, same. I, I love it but like but that's why we're into this because we love clothes but like the thing is it's like you know we own four times the amount of clothing that our parents once owned and we're keeping them for half as long like 60% of all clothing ends up in a landfill or an incinerator within one year of being made and we own four times the amount of clothing that our parents owned so it's like like where, where's all this clothing going Mm. like that's what we kind of have to question and like as as long as fast fashion houses just keep pushing out more and more and more like it's just not going to work we need to have a look at what's already out there and kind of like try to figure out a way in which that we in which we can recycle or reuse what we already have mm. trade amongst ourselves I don't know but like the 
constant production of more new things has to change. Mm-hmm. And what particularly has to change is the materials that are being used definitely. Like, you know, the growth of polyester. Like polyester is plastic. If you're wearing polyester, you're wearing plastic. That's why when you sweat in your pretty little thing two piece, you sweat. Because you're wearing plastic. You're like, like insulating yourself. You're, ins- you're wrapped in cling film. Yeah. And like you sweat more, so you have to wash the clothing more. And every time you wash polyester, you're leaching microplastics into the oceans and seas. And also, like less extreme fact, but in case you're wondering why all your clothes smell, when polyester absorbs your sweat, it becomes part of the compound of the fabric. And that's why, like even school shirts, I remember your school shirts, just you just stink. Yeah. And that's why, like... They're gross in a multitude of ways. Yeah, like, and, they're, and they're non-biodegradable. Gross. So every item of polyester clothing that's ever been made is still on the planet Earth today. And we're making billions and billions and billions of more items of clothing, of polyester clothing every single year. And like as we keep creating this polyester, we're creating plastic. Like, where is it going? Like, most, of the, most of the plastics in our rivers, oceans, seas, waterways are microplastics. And most of the microplastics come from clothing. So... Brilliant that you're not using straws anymore. Brilliant that you're a keep cup queen. But if you're continuing to support polyester production and you're continuing to like wash your polyester, like you are leaching plastics into the oceans yeah. and seas. And just a note, guys, if you're say like buying polyester sustainably or if you already have fast fashion items, which by the way, don't throw out. Like don't like start again. Like loads of people are like, but I have things that I really love. I'm like, don't throw don't throw Wait, it out. Yeah. I'm like, take care of them. But there's a thing called called a guppy bag. Um and it helps not to release those microplastics. Oh, there's another thing called the Cora ball. Okay. It's like a, a ball that you put in your washing machine and it collects all the microplastics. Okay. And then what to do with them though? My mom has one. I'm yeah. so bad I don't do my own it kind of like collect, collects like a bit of a fluffy thing yeah like, and you just kind of pull it off the corbel and put it in the bin essentially okay yeah but still it's going somewhere yeah but like it's it's not like being leached into waterways yeah no guys it's honestly so scary i'm so sc- sorry if we've um like scared you in this uh but like it's, but it's it's like knowledge in that like it's power it's you power know? it's like and like, what you have to do is just stop buying new clothing and the thing is is that like it's also that we're all being ripped off like if you're buying something for 15 euro and it's like a dress or whatever and it's last minute and you can get it next day like obviously that's fantastic but that probably costs like less than five euro to make yeah it's gonna fall apart oh my god my camera sorry guys <laughs> okay i've no idea where we we're, were we're back i was i was ranting saying we we're all being um ripped off because we are honestly like there's nothing that makes me more upset than someone being like like I saw, and this is no tea, no shade to anyone. I just like, I, like this person won't listen to the podcast. She's not even Irish. I don't know why I'm going on this rant. But someone was like, um, five euro in whole markets, whole outfits, five euro in Primark can't go wrong. I was like, you can go wrong. <laughs> I was like, where do I begin? And yeah, I, know. I sent it to one of my friends who's like, she's more like militant than me in her like approach. And she was like, I'm about to explode <laughs> So like Cardi B a couple, of, a couple of months ago, like she was promoting one of her lines and she said, she honestly said the fastest growing fast fashion brand in the world. And that's what, like, that was like her sell. I was like, wow. Like you're using fast fashion as like a positive thing. Yeah. How do you wow. handle the frustration? Oh, like sometimes you got to laugh. Like, yeah, I know that I, sometimes I do. Sometimes you truly do got to laugh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like even like the way the pennies brought out like the fake veas. You know, yeah. Oh my like, god, that was the gas. Like honestly, like that was gas. Like, yeah. I, like that was 
like if you don't know what Vejas guys are I actually didn't know that they were sustainable for ages Taz is holding her foot up to the camera in case you're really confused well that's <laughs> honestly more stretching than I've done in about a year <laughs> I'm gonna feel that tomorrow um but they're they're made from like recycled plastic bottles are they um, no, something. they're just sustainable sources. Okay. Um, organic, like, uh, rubber soles. Yeah. 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 They're just, they're they're just really like, sustainable. sustainable. But I actually, my mum and so many, like, mums I saw had them for yeah. ages they're, before they've I, been around I knew. For a year. They're like Patagonia. Like, yeah. They've been around for years and, and years. And loads of Spanish people and, Itali- like, yeah. Italian people wore them when I'd go away and I'd always be like, I really want to pair those V-shoes before I even knew yeah, that yeah, they yeah, were yeah, sustainable. Yeah. But Penny's basically copied, like, their shoe because... I think, well, from working, I've interned at a fast fashion company and you only have to change five things. Yeah. And that could be down to a stitch. Completely. Um, so that's like legally what you have to do. So that's why they get away with copying absolutely everything. But it was just so funny because like the whole selling point of these shoes is that they're sustainable yeah. and Penny's like copying them was just like... And actually in the tower building one day, so I have an office in the tower building and um, one day there was a girl, like I was just at the coffee place and there was a girl who was wearing like what looked like the day issues and I was like yeah. oh you got the shoes like they're really nice they were in a cool colour and something and I was like they're totally worth the investment you know like they're really comfy once you wear them and she was like well guess what got these in pennies for a fiver and I was like oh, great great like rocking, are, rocking are, like, are you taking the piss like like she knows I work in cinema she's like guess what it'll let you in a secret they're only a tenner or a fiver in pennies I was like <laughs> like what like what do you do like I was like oh that's great it's like that meme where your like head is like bulging and you're like your fo- your vein is popping out. Completely, completely. Nah, like I, because as well, I also understand that like I used to be like a fast fashion slut. Like I'd be a slut for all of the fast fashion brands. I'd be like, ooh, I'll dip my toe in you this week, pretty yeah. little thing. Like yeah. I was that girl, and that's why I think I'm like so the other way now because like like I feel so guilty from that like time. That- it's so gas because like I was. Hand on my heart, never, ever, ever that girl. Ever, 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 ever. So, yeah. like, I've always just kind of found it, like, comical, almost. Like, the, I don't know, like, the like the pretty little thing, nasty gal thing. It's, like, it's an epidemic. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, do you remember the way... And the whole the whole thing is all... I, nasty gal was owned by a girl who pulled herself out of, like, a really bad situation, sold vintage clothes... Um, online on eBay, turned it into a website, started making clothes, and then sold the company for like a couple million, and now hates the company more than anything else. And it's now owned by a man. Pretty little thing is owned by a man, as far as I'm aware. I'm pretty sure they're all owned by men, and their whole marketing is nasty girls do it better, hot girl summer, International Women's Day. A lot, a lot of them have podcasts now where yeah. they invite different women on and it like it kind of it like upsets me because even though I know I've been there I know it's so convenient in the way like so most of like these like new fast fashion companies like Pretty Little Thing and that it's it's like disposable clothing in that it's like luxury it's a luxury you're buying it for one night out or you know it's not to put clothes on your back but it's like it's it's being sold to like younger people in particular that like you know you 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 know if you don't have enough money you can still look great you mm. know and like people almost think it's their right now you know what I mean it's like I work from I work this is my money like if I want to buy an outfit and wear it one time then you can but like pretty little thing nasty gal make that accessible they're like you know you you know you if you don't have a lot of money, it doesn't mean that you have to be 
dressed in dribs and drabs you mm. can now be on trend and look great for no money which is yeah. like you know for a lot of people who don't earn a lot of money that's class that's yeah. great for all their lives they've been in hand-me-downs and now suddenly they can afford to be on trend yeah but it's also like how do I put this it's it's also like you have to be this person to be accepted in society that's what I find like most when I was buying my most it's like my video about like hidden likes or anything like that when I was buying my most fast fashion when I was making two or three orders a week was when I felt worse about myself and when I was trying to fit in more when I was trying to be like hot when I was bleaching my hair all of that culminated at the exact same time that was what was being marketed to me that I wasn't perfect unless I had these things but like if you buy if you buy this whole new outfit you're going to be popular Mm. and like so much of social pressure when you're a teenage girl in particular is just wanting to fit in like doing everything in your power not to stand out and a way that you can fit in is like by buying the outfit that everyone has Mm. and fast fashion houses are changing that outfit every single week and it's getting into the minds of young people young women in particular to be like you know like if you don't have this new outfit you're not going to fit in you're not good enough you're not good enough it's like yeah. and it's it's changing every single week yeah. what used to be like you know even when I was like 16 it's like if you had your Abercrombie jumper you were good to go yeah. but now it's like it's changing every week what used to be two seasons of fashion like spring, summer, autumn, winter is now 52 like fast fashion houses are bringing out completely new trends every single week and like that's getting into people's minds making them think that they need to have their they they need their wardrobe turnover to match that mm. which is just bullshit but mm. like we're told we're we're being marketed this thing that to be cool to be on trend you need to you need to keep constantly changing your wardrobe yeah. and that's one thing i completely understand like as a young girl as a 15 year old 16 year old when asos was very new and i'd be looking up my bandage dresses like it was the best thing ever because i'd see like the most popular girl in our year like that I thought was perfect wearing the the peplum dress and I'd go buy the peplum dress the yeah. exact same thing and I'd just be searching and then I'd say to my mum oh I need a new dress for this Wes she'd be like what you mean you yeah. already have four dresses that you got and I know all of your friends have the exact same completely, one completely and it like it just like repressed any individuality I had because I really like there is no chance I would have gone to Wes in like a little bit of a goth punky outfit. There is there's no chance I would have, but like I really would love to be able to somehow push the message to like if any of you guys are like going through kind of teen years, is that like and it sounds so cliche and everyone will say it to you and like when you hear it you're just like fuck off but like being an individual will only serve you in your future but like it just it makes so much sense now and I'm like I look back on my 15, 16 year old self and like I grew up in the middle of nowhere in a little village called Multifarn and went to school in, in Mullingar and like I was like a bodycon tan and heels like I haven't worn makeup in t- like literally in about two years and like I just didn't think that it was possible when I was 15, 16 to go against the grain you know what mm. I mean and I was like it's so crazy like, it does I, seem like I wish that couldn't. I could just tell that person to just be yourself like be the truest version of yourself because like your teen years are like three years and then it's going to be over like I didn't think it was possible to you know, go out and not wear heels. Mm. You know, it's like... And it's mad because then there is always that, like, the I, Rachel McGuire, a girl in the year ahead of me who's, like, been on the podcast and she's really into sustainable fashion. She always, like, she, obviously she has, like, gorgeous ginger hair and at a time when, like, other people, like, who had ginger hair would be, like, dyeing their hair, she always would, like, 
put like a million plaits in it and then like have it so fuzzy and then wear like bandana in school and always wore hand-me-downs and like Mm. always did all these cool things with her clothes and she was the coolest person in our school and everyone knew that but no one was ever willing to like people would just copy her instead of being like oh she's being herself I know you know what I mean I know I know it's 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 just confidence, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but I, I would really love, like, I love what you're doing with schools. Like, what what has been the kind of response when you're going to, I think you went into Mount Tamville, did you? Or, yeah, we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what was that like? Because I feel like growing up for me, and this is going to be so, this is obviously where I grew up, and obviously this is like, but Mount Tamville was a school where all those girls did come from, where it was like, oh, they're the hot, perfect girls. You I know. know what I mean? Yeah. Do you get me? I know I that can, sounds no, bad. No, Sorry can... if you're from Montavo. My best friend is from Montavo. But... No, no, but like that's totally fair. But like the the response was go- was really really great. Um, I like like we're still on the cusp of it. You know, like mm. the, like the thing is that like the 15, 16 year old girls that we were talking about, like they know about climate change. You know, they were at the strikes. They're doing the school the, the school strikes and stuff. So like there is an interest there. So like the sustainable fashion talks are are definitely like the, the response is good for that one but like it's hard to gauge yeah it's hard to gauge um, it's yeah at least there is that because I can't I didn't even know what fast fashion that term meant when I was 15 16 mm. I didn't know that that was a thing what would you what would you like what would like your number one piece of advice to your 15 year old self be oh Jesus. welcome to Taz's minutes <laughs> <laughs> honestly like I can't even begin there I just be like don't <laughs> to a number of different things that was going in my life no I would say that number one you're not fat number two you're enough and number three like just be you and it's like the literally when you watch those actors videos they say that all the time and I was talking to this recently with um this curve model who's like 16 and amazing Hallie Steele she's amazing I was on a panel with her before she's she's just like she's so confident she's she's amazing oh she's absolutely amazing but um she was like I always used to watch those videos they'd all say the same thing and now I'm like I would say the exact same thing but I would yeah I know I just like be you like but you know I think like a lot of the time like when you're 15 or 16 like it's not that you don't want to be you it's that you don't have a fucking clue who you is Mm. and it's so hard to figure out who you are when you're going to class from 9 to 5 coming home and studying going to class from 9 to Mm. 5 coming home and studying it's like when do you actually figure out who you are yeah but I would also say and this is equally as cliche but like be kind yeah oh my god be kind like it like popularity is not important be kind and it, it's mad because I could, I wish I could tell myself how much none of that will matter even to the extent of like if you had gotten into that group Molly you would have been <laughs> fucked I know like you know what I mean like, I like even like when I when I think back like there are times in my life when like maybe I saw girls in particular I went to an all girls school and mm, a few did too I didn't like, but be, maybe, like being left out like yeah. I if I could go back and do anything, uh, I would I would want to, like, any time I saw someone being left out or, like, someone being, like, bullied in any capacity, like, to to invite them in. Like, there are times, like, I will go to my grave regretting the times when oh. maybe I saw someone being bullied and I didn't do anything about it. And, like, I wasn't a bully yeah. ever. Like, I, it's not like I, I actively did it, but, like, that pains my heart now to think that, like, I could have stopped somebody from feeling pain. So, like, if you ever see someone being left out, like, be fucking kind like who cares just be kind and as well I feel like maybe in the last year of school because I've gone through so much shit that maybe 
some of my peers at that time hadn't and it kind of felt I kind of felt this sounds weird and like I'm like thought I was better but it was more that like I felt like I'd been around adults because I hadn't been to school and I'd been sick so much that I was just kind of like my last year I just looked around me and I was like I never thought you know when you'd have those bullying talks or cyber bullying talks and you'd be like oh bullying isn't a real thing Mm. I honestly thought it like I just went through like being like oh that's just the thing there's like weird people but there's not bullying yeah if you were fucking alienating someone like and I I've like not like actively but I've been part of groups I have everyone has one yeah everyone has definitely and I'll take that to my grave but like it still happens now like Mm. you know like there are and there are certain cliques in the world especially like in the media world like it it can be hard sometimes yeah like there is a lot of clicky things like I did a blogger event recently um like I I was speaking at a blogger event and I'm everything that a blogger isn't like everyone was dogs nines in their pretty little thing blah 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 I was in dungarees not wearing makeup and like I felt I felt so out of place before the event talked so I was on the panel and um before the event we were like chit-chatting and stuff and like it, it was kind of delayed for about half an hour and like there was groups of girls like maybe like four or five like bloggers kind of like in little groups talking and like I'd be on the outskirt of a group like trying to chime in mm. and like nobody would invite me in and like there was multiple times when like I kind of like walked away from that group and like yeah. moved over to like another tr- group of three and like tried to kind of chime in yeah. and like kind of like it didn't it didn't really happen and like within that half an hour you know I, I went to the loo like four times just because I didn't yeah. know what else to do like that happens every single day to real people like so and there is nothing there is actually like it feel it's so heartbreaking it's so heartbreaking but like watch out for that people yeah. like there are people in your work office there are people in your gym there are people everywhere who feel like that every single yeah. day and it's like that's like like we're we're in this like, sorry my tummy just of... did the biggest rumble ever so I keep going it wasn't a part because <laughs> it wasn't a part <laughs> um do you know like it's like one thing if, if like I don't know like the whole climate crisis is putting mm. anything into perspective. It's like, you know, all that really matters is like human connection and that's how we're going to get over this. Yeah. It's like, it's human connection like, oh, getting together. So. Completely. It's, it sounds weird. And I said this to my boyfriend the other day, but like, I used to be like, oh, oh, like my dream house or my, this is really depressing, but it's actually like the way I look at it is I'm more just like, okay, today I'm going to have a good day because I, I don't like dream like I used to like I would have as a kid without like any of the knowledge of what was going on with our planet I don't dream in that same way it's more like I dream about like the human connections as you say that like I could have and like trying to cherish relationships and just like being kind makes me feel like really really good about myself being kind makes everybody feel good we just need to like we just need to practice Mm. it more like even like if you're listening to this podcast okay if you see someone get on the bus and you think you like their shoes, tell them you like your shoes. Oh. How 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 horrible is it that you are keeping that from them? Yeah. Like you sit down beside someone in a coffee shop, they smell good, tell them they smell good. I am that freak. I actually, like, I put up a post the other day and I was like, I just realised I am that person on the train because I started to talk to this woman on the train and I was like, I love your style. Like, you're so cool. Cause she was like a middle-aged woman. She had pink hair and she was just dressed really cool. And she was like, oh thanks and then I kept talking to her and I was like oh my god I'm that person because she literally moved away I was like I am that person but I would never feel bad about that like all my friends are always like why do you always compliment people in the first and it's like I think I used to do it in a way just like making conversation but now it's just I say I like I I used to because I think because I've had an eating disorder I used to scan every single person up and be like am I skinnier than them now what I do is I scan people just automatically and I'm like wow her smile wow her earrings yeah. wow her trousers like 
it's it's the first thing I do and you can actually train your brain to do that because that's what I had to do honestly like go about your day or your evening or tomorrow and do that and like that actually links in with sustainable fashion because being sustainable and ethical as best you can with your fashion gives you that same feeling it is being kind it's being kind to the world this whole thing is mindfulness yeah it's it's like it's mindful it's it's you know shopping mindfully is like even eating mindfully sustainability is just being more mindful it's Mm. just it's just kind of consciously putting thought into things yeah and like being more mindful with just hu- with human relationships like that's going to be that's that is what's going to cure the planet if we're going to cure the planet it's mm. it's the human connection it's thing. caring about others no matter where you are in the world yeah anyway i think that's where we need to wrap up because jesus christ we, we need <laughs> wow. to do a ted talk we need to do a ted talk um let me just say thank you to depop very relevant in this conversation for sponsoring this podcast great way to find sustainable fashion especially for young girls if you are 15 16 there is and that boohoo dress you want that you're willing to risk a week of being sustainable for is 1000 percent on depop i'm actually gonna dedicate um i'm gonna put in this depop I always do a shop of the week. I'm going to do one that's more maybe like glam kind of Love Island style. Definitely. Because I know that's that's a style that people struggle with to get sustainability. And most of my friends who are selling stuff on Depop, that's what they're selling. Um, So thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Please follow Sustainable Fashion Dublin and Taz and Geraldine. I'll link them uh, below in any description and on my social media. Um, And come to the events because they're honestly fantastic. And we can all just have a big chat. Yeah. Please come to the events. And like, it's particularly if you're like, you're looking for human connection, mm. you're looking to make friends, you're looking to get more knowledgeable in sustainability. Mm. It's a fun, welcome environment. Um, you will leave feeling better than you, than you arrived. And also, can I just say, I, someone was telling me the other day that they were thinking of getting their friend as a birthday present, as like a small birthday present, a ticket <gasps> to one of your... Wow. And that's a really good idea. Say like, if you want to treat your mum or if you want to treat your friend that it's actually a really nice little present 100%. a little gift and like one thing that we didn't talk about really like really really quickly is that like you do leave it with amazing clothing oh yeah oh like, yeah everybody yeah. leaves with amazing clothing oh like those white pants that I wear every single day are from a swatch shop that like if you know if you follow me on Instagram you know the white pants because I wear them like endlessly <laughs> but like I they're from a swap shop I got a gorgeous corset from a swap shop I've got um a Phoebe buffet that's the only way I can describe it coat from a swap shop you know those like patchwork I love it I had a blue one oh they're absolutely brilliant like I've gotten some amazing stuff and like even more like my friends have gotten like suits stuff for work like um I saw uh one my Orla's boyfriend I think got a pair of dickies or like something like that like please like if you're a guy as well there's like and it's funny because sometimes I've been once when there was loads of guys and then once when there was two guys but the two guys just swap clothes and don't see and they were so happy with themselves so um yeah thank you for listening guys and please subscribe and be be sustainable this week even and be kind be kind yeah that's our message that's our TED talk message peace and love peace and love bye bye (laughs) (laughs) oh my god wow what a loop de loop